Hey, ready for a big oops in this episode? I did a whole episode about uh, these <laughs> this married couple that teaches people acting success and mindset and then at the end of the episode i in multiple times i'm like and they disappear clearly they're running a business scheme and it turns out i googled them and then three seconds later after the entire segment the entire thing i recorded yeah they do exist still and they've just rebranded their business and they are out there and they still have testimonials from people that have been on national shows and films and commercials and they're doing pretty well so that said for the sake of history i'm going to tell you this full disclaimer everything i say and do on this show is for entertainment purposes only and uh any names that i mention are purely coincidence um they're <laughs> yeah, yeah all that stuff uh that has to be said it is pure coincidence uh and i'm impersonate i mean greg bornstein might just be an impersonation of someone living or dead um not entirely sure i'm gonna put this episode out there because it definitely explores some themes that i think are important especially in the context of what's going on in this country and what i'm noticing but for the record the two people that I talk about, that I address, that I completely, uh, I don't know, took a, how should I put it, uh, turd on, uh, they're still doing pretty well. The truth of it is, though, I could not find any information about one aspect of what these two people are talking about, which makes me think it's shady. That's the only thing. It's shady, but their teaching must work. They're based in Los Angeles, so clearly someone's buying into it. Um, but just know, I made a mistake. Get ready. So many mistakes that we make in life. And I'm so happy to share them with you. Welcome to Open Loops, theme park for the intellect and imagination. I consider it an affront to my family that you haven't heard about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain, okay? Let me let me just lay this out for you. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And, and get this, okay? Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money, moolah, from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, so I haven't talked to you in a while, and... I thought, I thought I would, because there are a lot of other podcasts out there. There are a lot of them. There's a big, there's a big space. There's a big, big cavern of listening content that you can consume. And my gosh, I have thoughts about that. Oh my gosh. You know what? As an actor, you go to school. They, they train you 
then they start telling you about these casting directors and they start telling you about, oh, well, you got to get a backstage.com, get a backstage and, and get a subscription. And then, oh, but then you got to get an agent and all these things. Here's what you don't realize when you're in acting school. You don't realize that it is a legitimate career to become a acting business coach and not actually act ever again. That is the path some people go. They don't tell you your freshman year of acting school that on the other side of this, not only I mean, here's what they do tell you. They tell you that, yeah, it's going to be a difficult lifestyle. For sure, it's going to be difficult. But on the other side, what you are going to encounter is a plethora of commoditization of dreams. Maybe acting school is the initial commoditization of a dream. Pay us, we'll teach you to learn this great thing that doesn't really connect to something you can do that much sustainably outside of the classroom. It's interesting. It's certainly it's certainly something that uh, you have to weigh. But when you're slapped in the face like I was, you know, there was this group that uh, this husband and wife, I went to a seminar. Oh, I love these guys. Acting Success Now. I'm going to call them out by name right now for everybody. Acting Success Now is what their brand was. And actually, uh, gosh, can I get in trouble for this? Probably not. Uh, Octavia, is that her name? Octavia Spencer? Octavia Spencer. Um, the, the, yes, the one, the, the lady who was in the help, she won an Oscar, I believe for that or was nominated. Uh, yeah, well, she, uh, yeah. Oh, I guess she, she won an Oscar for it. Doing my research as we're going. This is, this is how poorly researched my solo episodes are. Um, she actually was like, a video testimonial on this website. I went into this seminar. This seminar stays with me so much because it because it set the foundation for scams. And my lord, between the Nixium documentary, The Vow, and you know, every Tony Robbins webinar that he just happens to be on for the first 10 minutes and then later gets pivoted to the other coach that wants to charge you $3,000 for ongoing uh, coaching sessions with one of his coach mentees. All this stuff, all this stuff is, suffice to say, it's all part of the game. And let me tell you about the game right now, folks. What the game is, is that... People want you to spend money for their services. It's a simple game, really. They present, they make it attractive, they play into your insecurities, you buy. It's a great thing. It's a great thing people do. Um, well, is it great? I guess it's not great that people prey on your insecurities, but what is great is that it really works. Think about this. Your insecurities are the greatest, greatest 
thing to commoditize. What is that acting school? What is act secret acting success? Now I went into this program. It was a husband and wife. The wife was very businesslike. I mean, you know, it was so fascinating because I was watching this HBO documentary and like you had the charismatic cult leader, Keith Raniere, Keith Raniere or whatever, however you pronounce it. Um, and then you had, uh, his, his assistant, Barbara, I think was his name. I feel like any evil, corrupt assistant in a cult is probably going to be a barb. Uh, so this contrast between the two, she's like much more business, much more practical, clearly kind of like the, you know, the brains behind the business evil and the operation, the Ghislaine Maxwell to the Epstein. Um, and then you had Keith, who was like much more reliable, much more relatable, much more down to earth. And the charismatic cult leader who um, just happened to be leading a sex cult where he was branding women uh, and raping them evil. But the rape of the mind is the thing that draws me into exploring what this work is because Michelle and her husband, uh, Robert, I believe was his name. It was a session in, it was a free webinar. It, it, it was the equivalent of a free webinar. It was a live seminar where they went in and this guy was saying, look, I was going to be one of the biggest actors in New York city. And this is me, my early twenties sitting around a bunch of other, um, you know, I guess desperate people trying to make their way in showbiz. And he basically took us through what I imagine a Nixium cult Tony Robbins like one day free seminar would be, which is talking to the insecurities of all of us. He sat there and he said, hey, look. I was about to be a huge success. People in the 80s, I had agents, I was on television, I was on film uh films that you'd recognize people compared me to the next marlon brando and then all of a sudden after all my success i just crashed and burned crashed and burned to the point where while he was really succeeding he was on track to be the next pacino brando he told the story that he would walk down the streets 42nd street area a good friend of his from college would look at him and they would shudder in fear because of this man he'd become. The depression. Then he went off to Germany, met some guru woman, and now had a whole new perspective on life and realized that by combining quantum physics, <laughs> this is the best part, by combining quantum physics uh metaphysical teachings and practical business advice and i think there was like a fourth pillar too in there he had like four different things but like the big ones that stuck out to me at the time were like ancient wisdom and quantum physics and showbiz like combining those things together he could teach you acting success now the way to actually work your mindset so that you can succeed in a way that you didn't even know was holding you back. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you about this free thing. Like, first of all, Octavia Spencer was a, a testimonial on these this couple's website. So, like, that validated it for me. I bought it. I bought the the ads 
you know, I don't know if you all realize this, but like the the group that recommended me to to go take this course, it was one of the email lists from the network, I think, which is uh, for those of you that don't know, the network is like a it's a hub for acting business classes in New York City. And they have like one on one sessions with agents and coaches and casting directors, all this stuff. So I I went and I will say that it really showed me something. It really actually laid the foundation for what I would then later see in webinars and some of the things I've said on this show. You know, I, I if there's anything I've told you multiple times and in my guests so far have communicated, it's that at a young age, our barometers for success are set. Actually, this is something they said. They said something. Oh, man, I love this. It stays with me. I actually still use this. They said, your perception of how successful you will be is imprinted inside of you between ages three to seven. So the idea is how successful you think you are capable of becoming comes from your childhood. And they, if you happen to pay the, oh gosh, what was it, like 295 bucks or something, whatever it was, for three days in a row, spend the weekend with them. They will get you on the path to being able to go past those blocks. Because what they did, they did this exercise where they said, what's stopping you from achieving success in your acting career? And people said, oh, it's nerves or, oh, I don't have an agent or, oh, you know, like I, one person said I had almost getting the part syndrome, like getting there two callbacks and never making it to get there. And his whole point was he reframed it. He listed every, all the actors tossed their insecurities up on a board, just smack dab in front of you. And he said, look at all these. What if I were to tell you that these are all symptoms? These are all symptoms of the actual problem. And the actual problem is you getting in your own way. Getting in your own way is what's stopping you from getting past being only called back but never landing the part, getting past the actual nerves of an audition, uh, getting past the feeling like you don't have enough money to be able to take classes for your training. All of that is you getting in your own way. Those two things, I will say were fundamental to my understanding of what was going on with people as I went through my 20s. Because I saw this at like age 22. I went to this thing. I was like, my brain kind of exploded. I, I knew that they were hucksters at a certain level. Uh, I felt that. But at the same time, I was like, getting in your own way, that's kind of a cool thing to think about. It's the first time I'd heard it, uh, at least articulated as like the actual problem and not the symptom. And then two was the barometer of success. How successful you'll think you'll be. I love those two things. 
And of course, you know, everything today was just the tip of the iceberg, but we're not going to give you anything practical today. Like, we are going to make you take our class. And they did some very clever stuff. Just so you're aware, one of the most clever things that you can do if you want to hook people is always talk about how much more expensive something should be worth before revealing the price. I mean, it seems dumb. It seems counterintuitive. But like this really works in a uh, in a uh, seminar setting because this guy was like, look, if somebody is charging you over five hundred dollars for a seminar daily, I would really question them. I would really question them. This is two ninety five a day. At the very least, it is in range. And this is an investment in yourself, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, whatever. Oh, 295 times three. We were getting up there, right? We're getting close to a grand for three days. But you're working with these two people in person who clearly have experience, clearly have perspective. Oh, the other thing um, the wife said was desperation is going to be the most repulsive thing that a casting director could see. So I guess I did get three good points, right? Three good points from this. One, getting in your own way as the problem. Two, the success barometer. And then three, the idea that like if you act like you want it, you're probably not going to get it. Attachment to outcome. Here's the problem with acting success now. Octavia Spencer must have sent something to them because that video disappeared within like a year of that seminar. The name of their business changed within a year for some reason, which makes me think that maybe, I mean, I have no idea, but when you change your branding and completely change like your original public face, then usually something's up. That said, maybe they just wanted to change it to draw more people in. And then three, I can't find anything about either of them now. It looks like they disappeared off the planet. Also, I looked up Robert's career after that seminar. I started doing some research. Couldn't find a thing. Maybe I maybe I saw one credit for like a you know, a, a speaking part in the 80s. I'm not even sure I could find that. I could not find anything that substantiated this guy's claims that he was going to be considered the next Brando. You would think you could. I think these two people were preaching success without the results. Happens all the time. Guess what happens when you start podcasting? And you start joining podcast groups and you start seeing people who are offering launch your podcast, get in the top 100 podcast, become a star. Da, 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 da. It's the same thing happened with hypnosis too. become a hypnotist like three days and you could be making thousands of dollars. It's all just showbiz folks. And I have a reverence for it. I have a reverence for these kinds of uh, hucksters. I mean, I, really, I guess huckster is a good word. I, I do love a good snake oil salesman because to me, what a snake oil salesman can do is draw people in 
and actually entertain the mole doing it. And like, yeah, I get a kick out of it. How many of the people have I had on my show that I actually think can do what they do? I haven't counted. I don't know what to fully believe. I'm spiritual leaning. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be doing a series of episodes about my gradual spiritual awakening because I feel like I kind of did have uh, some synchronous experiences where people are pointing me in a direction of spirituality. I'm going to have to do a whole nother episode on where that's leading because, you know, I, I don't know the answer yet. I really don't. And I know that's because, listen to me, I'm like bouncing around between irrational and 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 overly rational thinking. Uh, but it's very tough to know who to believe with so many differing beliefs and so many outlandish beliefs. And some people on this show have done such a good job of making me buy into the vision. And I'm so open-minded, I will explore these things because I love people for that. I love them for it. And a good snake oil salesperson breaking down the craft of it, breaking down the, yeah, my life was terrible. And, and but then I met someone and my life changed forever. And you could be part of that too. It's glorious stuff. This guy told a story about like being on a set with Richard Gere. He wasn't, but one of his clients and he was nervous to be on a set with Richard Gere, and, and Robert gave him a tip. And this one tip, one way to act on set, was going to get him through the nerves. That story was, he went on set, he did the scenes, after Richard Gere came up to him and said, Hey, I saw how you were today, and just now, I see how great of an actor you are. What? Any more names? Any more information about that? That's such a vague story. You're bringing in a name drop all of a sudden. You don't tell us anything about what the tip was. You don't really give us any context whatsoever. Michelle and Robert, I don't know if you're still out there, but I will say, and I don't want to say you're hucksters either. I don't know. I don't know. You know, far be it for me to tarnish the good name of... Well, no, no, Let, let's tarnish, let's tarnish. Nixium is a cult, probably. Uh, well, it seems like it's definitely cult-ish. Uh, control group. It is, it is tricky to sometimes tell the difference between people trying to help you and people trying to make a quick buck out of you. And in the podcasting space, surprise, surprise, you got podcasting inventions, podcasting courses, people that, you know, Fiverr.com, they want to get you thousands of listens and reviews and all this stuff. And it's like, how do you navigate this in a real way? What do you what do you follow? The thing I've definitely settled into is the idea that, like, the results aren't as important as the process. If I keep doing these shows and I enjoy doing these shows, then I'm going to I'm going to find something worth doing. Like that's the thing. I don't care how big of a celebrity you are. I mean, I love it. I love talking to people and exploring the nuances of their lives. So that's why I will, you know, like throw me Richard Gere on this show. I mean, believe me, I'm going to be asking him about that tip or if he knows any tips. Uh, of course, he wouldn't have noticed. Also, I don't 
know if he was acting in films around the time that Robert was coaching people. So the timing is a little like what Chicago. Uh, Look, it seems off. It seems weird. So. Let's talk a little bit about where this leads me to believe about what's happening in the world. Because I do want to speak about snake oil salesmen for a second. Something I have noticed about Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Donald Trump is not being handled in the way that I would want to handle him. And Joe Biden is not, in my opinion, landing points in a way that helps make the case that Trump is speaking absolute nonsense. Kamala Harris, to me, is the only one of the four compared to Mike Pence. And Mike Pence is doing a pretty good job landing points, too. Um, Not truths, but points. Kamala, to me, is the only person that, like, actually could be, doesn't actually have to, like, do tricks to bring an opposite viewpoint to the right-wing view, um, and probably could land it. Though even still, I mean, you saw these debates. These debates don't help the case. I hate that I'm talking about the debates, but I want to talk about the performative aspects of it and and almost the hypnotic aspects. Because... I read a really good post. I actually, I shared about this in my uh, Facebook group uh, for Open Loops. This, this, this uh, NLP trainer, Joseph Riggio, was talking about the problem with where Chris Wallace was coming from in the first debate, which is that he asked questions that brought up the inhibitory bias. He kind of looks at the world as like the excitatory bias and the inhibitory bias. Inhibitory being like, you are... If you're triggered, then what's going to happen is this. You are naturally going to get defensive. You are. Chris Wallace's questions were designed to trigger Trump and trigger Biden. Inhibitory bias. It is It is the act of, and it's great in a sales context if you're like, so what? So what's not really working for you about what you're doing right now? It makes people feel they need to get on the defensive as opposed to meeting them where they're at and speaking positively as a way of getting influence. This is what we see a lot of the issue with cancel culture, outrage culture. Uh, people condemning each other publicly, um, in general, just kind of the approach of condemning. It doesn't, it doesn't help to not meet people where you're at. Like it isn't actually making change. It's just riling people up. That's why they even say in relationships, escalating only ruins things it makes the problems worse in an argument if you're in a relationship and you like get defensive and then defend back it's going to trigger the other person blah 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 you don't actually seek understanding see this is why i would love to have donald trump on open loops because because what i want to do 
is I really do. You saw this in the debate. The woman that called him out, John Oliver made a joke about this the other night. You want to, she said, you're so handsome. Tell me why you're screwing over uh, immigrants. That is so much a better approach to dealing with Donald Trump. Because to me, even this woman on NBC in the last town hall, what you have to do with Trump is you have to kind of be like, hey, man, like, let's be real. You're you're doing a good job with people like you. You're getting invited to stutter, aren't you? You're trying to get him to stutter. No, no, no. Like, no, I don't care what this isn't about politics. Like, you're a strategy man. Like, you're a strong man. You're good. Like, you're really good at what you do. And, like, you know how to come off great. Like, and that's your genius. Speak to his perceived genius. Even if you don't agree with him, the way in is the way out. Go in, meet him where he is, praise the ego. That's what he wants. He wants the ego praise. And then navigate. Now, you're not going to get far. It's hard with people that are narcissists, with people that, you know, it's hard to transform them. It's hard. It's very difficult. But the very least, you're going to be much more likely to get somewhere. All we see in the media is people either just blanket praising Trump or we see them blanket like being angry at him and him defending and us getting nowhere. But no one's actually like trying to actually, you know, buddy buddy with him. This is why Howard Stern, I wish they did maintain a friendship right now in a lot of ways, just because of the let's level with you approach. I think if more people in general leveled with each other, we might actually get to change. Let me level with Joe Biden for a second. This guy does have a stutter. There are issues. But he's not doing well because his acting training is awful um and here's what i mean a lot of people think trump won that first debate because he was such a jerk and he was and biden but 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 biden's answers also didn't help him my uncle talked about this to me he's like greg but you don't even biden biden's answers were terrible therefore trump lost because If that's the reason that Biden won, we all lose. If I were coaching Joe Biden, my goal would be to teach him how to land a point in a way that inspires applause. Because Trump is a huckster and a master deflector, and and, and Biden is speaking some good ideas, sort of, kind of, yeah, he is, and he is... Definitely there. And again, I'm not coming from any, I don't want to, you know, let you know my political viewpoints at this point, because I don't even know what having political viewpoints in this climate means anymore. But I'm talking from a purely like, do we want to convert people? Do we want to win perspective? Barack Obama wasn't great at this either. If you remember early on, his debate answers, his off the cuff answers weren't as good as his scripted. To master this, you need to be good at telling a story and landing the point in a way that resonates with the people. 
you can't just be spouting facts. You need to be really landing and speaking to the land. We need more landing right now. Now, that said, like, more people tuned into Joe. The polls point out Joe's going to win. I don't know what that means. But there's a big disparity between Joe Biden, Bill Clinton, Ronald Reagan. Like, these are, and even Kamala. Kamala lands points. Kamala lands. Mike Pence, on the other hand, he also lands, but he he comes from talk radio. So he can just go on a whole lot about nothing for a long time. And at risk of getting too meta at this moment. Thank you for listening to Open Loops. Please like, subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts.